At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast, with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets back home hosting the Indiana Pacers. Night one of a back-to-back evening one. Uh, it's it's a six o'clock start. It's not that much earlier, but slightly earlier in case you're making your way to Spectrum Center tonight. Tickets are available at Hornets.com and also available for the rest of the homestand, rest of the season for that matter, including tomorrow's matchup with the LA Lakers, although that has been one of the hottest tickets on the calendar uh, really the entire season. So Definitely, if you're making plans, make them quickly. Would love to see you at the Hive. Today, we're going to be previewing Hornets versus Pacers and talk a little bit more about the game the other day in OKC, both the individual performances of the rookies and perhaps the blueprint that the Thunder have laid out here for the Hornets to try and follow, whether they intended to or not, towards a successful future. Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, here once again. Rob, I'll Always good to talk to you. I know you talked in depth yesterday about the Hornets versus OKC game, but wanted to dig into a couple of more numbers from it. And starting off, wanted to tip things off with the rookie class because they were the stars of the show. Of the four players who ended up in double figures for the Hornets yesterday, three or the other day, I should say. Three of them were rookies, led by Brandon Miller, a very impressive 28-point performance. He was really able to dominate the game at times and assert himself offensively, played very hard on both ends of the floor, very much you know into the game despite the fact that it was lopsided from about five minutes in on. Love that fight, love that competitiveness. 
He had a very, very strong game, another 20-plus point performance, his third in a row, and his something like seventh in his last nine games. He's been on quite the tear. But the other rookies played well as well. We'll get to them in a moment, Leaky Black and Nick Smith Jr., but let's start off with Brandon Miller. Again, I thought his shooting has been outstanding. It really has been all season, this last month in particular, going to another level and giving us a glimpse of the kind of superstar this young man might be, and he's getting that job done roughly 40 games into his career. And you referenced this on the broadcast, I think, the other day as well, as the fact that he looked like the best rookie out there. And that included Chet Holmgren on the other side, who has been clearly in the race for Rookie of the Year with Victor Wembanyama. And, of course, Brandon has certainly gotten some recognition as well, along with Jaime Hawkins. That's kind of been the four-person race, if you want to call it that, for Rookie of the Year or Rookie of the Monk accolades that, of course, Brandon won the other day for January. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that his shooting has just continued to progress here to a great level is, is really, really good. And I think the other thing, too, is the fact that he just played an entire game the other day. He had four rebounds, four assists as well. He also was really, really good on the defensive end of the floor. He had two blocks and three steals. He provides a lot of length defensively, and I think that's maybe one of the more underrated parts of his game is his defense. And I know that sometimes rookies can get lost in some coverages and just trying to navigate the defensive rules of the NBA with three second violations and some other things like that. And I know that doesn't really apply to Brandon sometimes since he's guarding the wing more times than not, but on help defense and those kind of things, as well. It's definitely something that you have to consider and think about, but the overall play of Brandon Miller is the thing that impresses me the most, not just the offense, but also the defense as well, because I don't think that was one of the things that coming out of college from Alabama, everybody said, wow, this kid's really good defensively. It was mostly his offense that got all of the recognition. So the fact that he's been able to put a defensive game together as well is really, really promising for the number two overall pick. Very true. And Brandon Miller, I think after having seen him, Chet Holmgren, and Victor Wembanyama all at the same time. I think the the big difference, the separator for Brandon is how much his team relies on him at this early stage. You know, Chet Holmgren is basically able to star in a role. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, that's the leader of that team. Jalen Williams, that's another co-leader of that team. They don't need Chet Holmgren to go for 20, 25 points any given night. That just that doesn't need to be part of what he does out there, but he's able to star in that role, which takes me to the role players that the Hornets have in the rookie class, Nick Smith Jr. and Leaky Black. Both of them had very strong games the other day. Nick Smith Jr., the other first-round pick, finishes with 12 points. He goes three for four from three. He has been very, very impressive shooting the basketball, clearly has a high-level NBA skill already, and he is showing it off, and and I'm, I'm very much enjoying seeing it out there on display. I think he has just done a remarkable job of putting himself in positions to succeed. And for that matter, I think the coaching staff has done a really good job putting him in positions to succeed as well. That's so important for young players, helping them find things that they can do well and then build on those rather than throwing them completely headfirst into the deep end of the pool and seeing you know where they sink or swim. Uh, sometimes you can't get your head back above water, but Smith's is very much already there playing at a very high level. And then Leaky Black, I thought he had a very strong game. He had essentially career highs across the board. The 11 points was a career high, four field goals, three made threes. I think the two assists was also a career high. By the way, Brandon Miller's four assists was also a career best. And Leaky is right now stepping into the rotation in a place where not just for the Hornets, but most teams kind of have a revolving door. He's at the tail end of that rotation. If he plays well, he'll get more minutes in a game. If he's not playing as well or not shooting as well or someone else 
is shooting better. He's probably not going to get as many, but he's now stuck in that spot for a couple of games, and that's noticeable because, look, this is an evaluation process, and the team's got to decide on a two-way contract player, do you want to give him a full contract? What do you see as a future role for him? And obviously, as a rookie, he's a younger player in terms of experience to continue to put these performances together, stacking him up, bodes very well for his future. So I thought all three rookies had really, really good games led by Brandon Miller and seeing him go head-to-head, so to speak, with Chet Holmgren, a very impressive feat. Chet had a good game, but I thought Brandon Miller had a great game. And considering the amount of talent that is around Chet Holmgren right now, uh, what Brandon Miller is doing with a very injury-riddled Hornets team, all the more impressive. We're going to continue to talk about Hornets and Thunder, the flight plans of both of these franchises, and how maybe the Hornets are on a similar glide path, just not quite as far off the ground just yet. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets now 10 and 37. They'll play the Indiana Pacers tonight. Last game out, they lost 126 to 106 to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who have had quite the turnaround, sitting at 34 and 15 right now. Uh, they have steadily made some gains after basically selling off their team. Uh, they, of course, had for a long time a roster built around Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook at one point. James Harden was in that mix as well as they were at the peak of their powers in the early 2010s. They were able to regroup, retool at times. Paul George came to OKC, uh, but eventually they tore everything down, seemed intent on losing during the 2020 through 2022 seasons, and now have steadily built things back up from around a 30-win percentage to where they sit right now, which is doing better than winning two out of every three games. Rob Longo, as we look at things For the Hornets right now, I'll give Charlotte a lot of credit, and I think they should get a lot of credit. They have not intended to be bad the way that OKC has. Uh, I think you could make an argument, even as they traded away or or let get away Kemba Walker, uh, they made solid efforts to 
stay relevant and to compete out there, which I think should be applauded because uh, it can be pretty torturesome for a fan base to deal with that many losses when the front office is sending signals that that's the intent. For the Hornets, bad luck does not equate to bad decisions necessarily. And so I think Charlotte just had really a lot of bad luck over the last two seasons, and that saddled the team with a lot of losses. But as you look at the flight plan for these two franchises, I think, and we've talked about it a lot, Charlotte seems to have a lot of the building blocks for future success already in place. It's just getting them all on the floor at the same time. And that's what OKC has been able to do. Last season, they were about a 500 team, maybe got a a little lucky in how quickly Jalen Williams was able to step into a strong starting role. His numbers last season, not even as good as Brandon Miller's are this season, but he stepped onto a team that already had Shea Gilgis-Alexander and already had Josh Giddy and already had a couple other young players that they really liked and had developed, and it was enough. And now Chet Holmgren's there, and a couple other rookies are there this season, and all of a sudden it all seems to fit together, even though they don't have a, a very old squad right now or very many veterans to speak of. For Charlotte, they've had a similar draft status over the last handful of seasons. They hit on LaMelo Ball, they've got Mark Williams in the fold. Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, strong, young contributors. Both of them are either Shea Gilgis-Alexander's draft class or younger. And now you've added Brandon Miller to the mix. The biggest difference is the Hornets have not been healthy. That group has played a total of 15 minutes together this season, and Oklahoma City's has. So I think as you look at the two franchises and the directions they're going, you know, Oklahoma City basically tore things all the way down to the studs, had two 20-win seasons, and are now rallying back kind of similar to what they did when they drafted Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's rookie year in Seattle, but same franchise, they won 20 games. They go to Oklahoma City, they win 23 games. And after that, they've collected Russell Westbrook, they get James Harden in the fold, and all of a sudden, they're a perennial 50-win team. And that's the future that we hope we see here for Charlotte, starting hopefully as soon as next year. There's definitely a lot of similarities, and I know that Sam Perley and I kind of touched on that at the end of our game recap uh, segment on the podcast yesterday about is this the blueprint that the Hornets need to follow, but I think that the core is already there. You have guys like Brandon Miller. You have guys like LaMelo Ball and Mark Williams as well, so you already have that nucleus that you need to become one of those 51 teams as well, and you look at Oklahoma City and the piece that really put them over the edge was Chet Holmgren, and I know they drafted him last season, obviously didn't play because of that foot injury, but now that he's back and fully healthy, he's been the one that's really made the full difference for him, and there's a reason that he's been getting a lot of recognition, and he's in a very, very tight race for Rookie of the Year with Victor Wembanyama and some other guys, so that just goes to show you what one piece of a puzzle can really do for you, and hopefully for the Hornets, that's this upcoming season, because obviously... The way that the record is right now, probably going to get a really good draft pick in the lottery. This is where you need to hit on them and add to that piece. We talked about that last year as well, that the Hornets need to really hit on their draft pick because they have this high lottery pick and they end up moving up to number two and they get a guy like Brandon Miller who has been nothing but great here for this franchise and for the city as well so you need to hit on your draft picks where you can and when you have the opportunity to the Hornets certainly did that here this last season with a guy like Brandon Miller and the other thing too and you kind of touched on it as well is just the health factor of everything I think Oklahoma City has either the first or second best health this year in terms of man games lost to injuries so Oklahoma City's been healthy 
it's sometimes better to be healthy than good in a sense, for lack of a better term, just because you need to have that availability as well. And Oklahoma City has been able to ride that here to a very, very good record so far in the Western Conference, and they just continue to ascend. So not only do you need to have the right pieces around you, they need to be healthy. And I think that we've been able to, unfortunately, experience that here in Charlotte over the last two seasons now with the absences of LaMelo Ball and most recently, of course, Mark Williams as well. And, you know, having Gordon Hayward out doesn't help in that cause either. So there's a lot of pieces and a lot of factors that go into everything in building a franchise, but Oklahoma City is definitely a good blueprint or, you know, a good a good flight path if, if that's the case. And obviously the Hornets haven't been able to get off the ground right now, but hopefully they are taken away and pushing back from the gate and they're about to hit the runway and take off pretty soon. There are two quotes that, that what you said or what we're talking about here brings to mind from Coach Clifford. One of them is, you know, focusing on why you're losing. He said you have to understand why you're losing. You have to build a game for the future. And the why the Hornets are losing continues to be injuries and absences. I don't believe, I really don't, that this is a lack of talent. And I understand that Coach had a talent quote before that raised a lot of eyebrows. I believe he was talking about who was available to play at that moment. Given the injuries, given the inexperience of the guys that are out there, when you remove LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward and Mark Williams from the equation, you know that's a different team than if those three guys plus Terry Rozier is there. So circumstances dictated a lot here for the Hornets. Uh, Terry Rozier now traded away. Gordon Hayward has missed more than 20 games. Mark Williams has missed more than 25 games. So has LaMelo Ball. It's just very hard. We're, we're 50 games in the season that's the Hornets lot in life right now and you know no one's going to feel sorry for him but it is an explanation for why the team is losing so you have to understand why things are going wrong and how to fix it for the Hornets it's unfortunately you just got to find a way to get healthy hopefully before this season ends so you can do some more evaluation but certainly by next season and then the other thing that he said that stuck out to me is you know kind of challenging the media to think a a little bit deeper and not just say well just because a team is losing makes the players losers that's not the case Uh, these guys desperately want to win they're working very hard to improve themselves individually and the team collectively it's the circumstances and you look at Oklahoma City look they've been accumulating these draft picks for a while and their roster was not always in the best position to win over the last three years But now it is. And the fact that those players and that coaching staff were always working towards success and not necessarily trying to bottom out every single year, that's part of the reason why they're succeeding now. And that's why I think the Hornets will eventually succeed down the road with this core should they choose to to keep everything together in some close fashion to what it looks like right now. You know, these are talented players, a lot of lottery picks that are coming together and individually have had big games and big seasons. And now we're just waiting for hopefully the day that they can all come together collectively. I mean, just imagine LaMelo Ball, who statistically is having his best year when he's on the floor. It's just a matter of getting him on the floor. Mark Williams, didn't see a lot of him, but when we saw him out there, he was able to impact winning. You haven't seen him a lot out there, though, so that's the problem. So hopefully in the not-too-distant future, we'll get to see that group together. Uh, fingers crossed. Maybe we'll get some good injury news earlier uh, before the game today. I don't know. We'll find out. I haven't heard any inklings to, to lead us one way, but uh, hopefully that day is not too far off into the distance. Hornets will host the Indiana Pacers tonight at Spectrum Center, 6 p.m. tip-off, and we will preview the game for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. Rob Hornets hosting the Pacers tonight, 6 p.m. tip a little bit earlier. You can see the game Live, in person, tickets are available at Hornets.com and also for the rest of the games on this homestand as well as on the season. Hornets will host the L.A. Lakers tomorrow, 7 p.m. tip. Definitely a hot ticket. Again, go to Hornets.com. Uh, Rob, seems like an eternity ago, November 4th, Charlotte visited the Indiana Pacers. They were 1-3 and three at the time. Pacers were 3-2. and two. It was going to be a battle of two young point guards. LaMelo Ball going head-to-head against Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton went absolutely nuts. He went for 43 points. LaMelo, not his best shooting game, but he did have a double-double, and he did lock up Halliburton down the stretch to seal a victory for the Hornets, 125-124. to 124. Seems like an eternity ago, and you look at the lineup, and it really was, because uh, Charlotte, for that one, basically was only without Miles Bridges, who was still serving his 10-game suspension at the time. Brandon Miller, the team was so deep at this point, Brandon Miller came off the bench. P.J. Washington, Gordon Hayward, Mark Williams, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier. That was the starting group. Mark Williams had 27 points. LaMelo Ball, that double-double, 23 for Gordon Hayward, 22 for Terry Rozier. Brandon Miller, 10 off the bench. Those were the days, Rob Longo. They certainly were. And then, unfortunately, those two teams met in December as well. It ended up being a 144-113 to Indiana win. But, again, not the pieces that were around back then for Charlotte. No LaMelo Ball in that one, and that certainly made a difference. And, of course, no Mark Williams either so you know it's uh, definitely been a very roller coaster season just in terms of the availability but you know like we always say they played the games for a reason so there's always an opportunity there's always a chance to better yourselves and the Hornets trying to get back on the right track tonight they do indeed and look personnel is the most important thing in pro sports you you can have the best coaches best trainers best fans best best conditions best everything if the other team walks off the bus and they have more talent available on that day than you, they have a huge advantage. Doesn't mean that you can't win, but that's something coaches talked about quite a bit. And, you know, I mentioned that 
lineup for the first game in Indiana that was basically a full-strength squad, save Miles Bridges. Second game that you talked about in December, Hornets lose 144-113 to also in Indiana. In that one, like you said, no Mark Williams. It meant that the Hornets really didn't have a backup center at the time. Nathan Mensah was just starting to get his feet wet, just playing you know a couple minutes here and there. Nick Richards was the starter for that one. Uh, Charlotte didn't have LaMelo Ball, didn't have Mark Williams, and didn't end up uh, coming all that close to Indiana. Now for tonight's game, we're looking at, again, a, a contest where no Rozier traded away. As of the recording of this podcast, we don't know about LaMelo Ball. Uh, Gordon Hayward, Mark Williams both have been ruled out for several weeks now here. Um, hopefully we'll have good news the next time Charlotte and Indiana tangle. Uh, but for this one tonight, it seems like the starting lineup even from the last game where the Hornets lost by 30 to Indiana. The Hornets don't even have that lineup or, or anything close to it down let's see two starters from that one and in that game Lamelo didn't play nor did Mark Williams so we'll see how things go lineup wise tonight either way uh, Hornets definitely have the talent to win on any given night that is uh, a given in the pro game they just might need a little bit more help from the Pacers performance to help them than say at the start of the season where Charlotte could really dictate things on their own all right enough circling the wagons here let's get to our game preview players to watch stat to watch Ron Blongo tip us off let's go ahead and begin with an Indiana Pacer to watch Pacers coming off a 133-122 loss on Friday at home to Sacramento was the second night of a back-to-back for them as well but in terms of players to watch I got to go with Pascal Siakam. I know that he's been a more recent acquisition with the Pacers trading for him and giving up three future first-round picks and a couple of other guys in Bruce Brown and I believe Jordan Awara as well right off the top of my head. But since they've acquired Siakam and since he's played in those games for Indiana, the Pacers are just 3-6 and six in those nine contests, which is really interesting. And it's not really Siakam's fault by any stretch of the imagination. He scored at least 15 or more in all nine of those games. He had a 31-point performance as well against Phoenix and ended up being a two-point win for them. He goes for 22 points the other night against Sacramento, where he was 10-15 of 15 shooting from the field, very efficient. But it's one of those things where when a new player comes to a team, they take maybe a little bit of time to gel together and figure out what exactly their role is and that sort of thing. Because in Toronto, basically, ever since Fred Van Fleet left after the offseason, he was the guy. He had a lot of the offense flow through him, and that was kind of the case over the last couple of seasons now with Siakam in Toronto. But now that he's in Indiana, he's around a ton of talent. I mean, heck, I know that he's coming back from a hamstring injury, but Tyrese Halberton came off the bench on Friday for Sacramento. How many guys... And how many teams can have that luxury? I wish the Hornets had that luxury with just availability. But, I mean, he's one of those guys, Siakam is, that can really change the game and really be effective in many different ways. And he has a lot of talent around him. And he's one of those guys that's still just trying to find his role, I think, in that offense for the Pacers. And I think that that's one of those things that... Maybe he's just rounding a corner now. You never know. So he's kind of the wild card, I think, in this game tonight for the Pacers. Is Pascal Siakam going to go for 15 or is he going to go for 35? Because he has the ability to do both. And we've seen that over the course of his career. So he's going to be my player to watch this evening. I like the pick. Yeah, it must be nice to be able to bring an all-star off the bench. Obviously, Halliburton's dealt with some injuries uh, somewhat recently. He's been healthy the last couple of games, or at least healthy enough to go. He'll be my player to watch for this one. If you got an all-star on your team, uh, that's generally the guy you circle. Dynamic shooter, excellent playmaker. He's their LaMelo Ball. And, you know, you mentioned the the win-loss record since making that deal for Siakam, and they've lost three in a row. They were all the good teams, uh, but the Pacers are going to have to go about now figuring out where their ceiling is. I think they made 
made a great move to acquire Siakam. He's another all-star level talent. They're, they're rolling the dice that they're going to be able to keep him and keep him with Halliburton and the, the young core they've got there and make a sustained run at this over the next several seasons. But they've got to establish where their ceiling is. Where do they stack up compared to Philadelphia, New York, Milwaukee, Boston? Milwaukee and Boston being considered the top two there, but this is obviously a younger team, and Halliburton is at the heart of it. And the biggest thing is availability. I think he got himself, not into hot water, but some noticeable statements talking about health and uh, you know the requirements of 65 games. I think he's rightfully stepped stepping up for the players and I don't mind that at all but that being said you know availability is the first ability the Hornets have experienced that firsthand and Halliburton available definitely makes the Pacers a much more threatening team he'll be my Pacer to watch next up Hornet or stat let's go with the Hornets player to watch I'm taking a good look at PJ Washington just simply for the fact that because of the lack of availability for the Hornets PJ Washington has to be the guy coming off the bench in order to score some points and I know that he got a little bit of help with Leaky Black and Nick Smith Jr in Friday's game, but at the same time, unfortunately, it didn't really matter a whole lot because of the way that the Thunder jumped out in that first quarter against Charlotte and up 20 and never looked back in that one. But P.J. Washington has to be the guy to provide some scoring off the bench. I know that he's had a lot of peaks and valleys throughout the course of his career with just not being a consistent player night in and night out, and I think that was a really good example. Once again on Friday, where he finishes with five points, two and nine shooting, over from beyond the arc, did add six rebounds into the fold, but again, he's one of those guys where he can give you 43 on any given night like we saw not that long ago, and then he follows that up with 26 points, and then he has five in Friday's game against Oklahoma City, and everybody's entitled to an off night. I'm not saying that he needs to be on every single night, but once again, the margin for error for this Hornets team right now is extremely thin. If they're going to win tonight, they're going to need P.J. Washington to provide a lot of scoring off the bench as well, especially when, on the other side, you have an all-star in Tyrese Halliburton coming off the bench if that's what the Pacers choose to do so with their starting lineup tonight. But all in all, P.J. Washington just has to be that consistent scoring threat off the bench to balance the lineup when the lineup breaks. So that's why he's my player to watch tonight for the Hornets. Yeah, I'm with you here. Uh, you know, coaches kind of laid it out pretty clearly given the, the status of the roster health-wise and otherwise. Uh, the team needs a lot to go right to win. They have to play well. They have to shoot well. And quite frankly, they need the opposition to, to either make a mistake or have a slightly off night in some type of category to really extend their window for wins, but it's not going to work unless P.J. Washington is solidly in double figures and maybe a lot more than just 10, five that he had the other night, uh, just not going to cut it an off shooting night after a really, really strong run. I'm, I'm, you know, he's been playing well. Uh, and as you said, everyone's entitled to an off night. I'll go with someone else who had an off one. That's Miles Bridges, three for 16. That's, that's a rough shooting performance. He ends up with nine points. He had been outstanding. He had had eight straight games of 20 or more. Uh, he had a career high in threes the night before against Chicago. He's been playing very, very well, particularly at home at Spectrum Center. Look, if the Hornets are going to have a chance to win, I'm not saying he has to go for 30, but he can't go for nine. So Miles Bridges, Brandon Miller, they're leaning heavily on these guys to be the starring scorers for the squad. They've got to be somewhere closer to 20, if not far above that, to accentuate their chances to beat a Pacers team that we know knows how to score. Which brings us to our stat to watch tonight. Well, you alluded to it, since I can't take points because the Pacers are the top offense in the NBA in terms of offense rating and points scored, I got to go with what leads the points, and that is assists, and that's what also the Pacers 
Pacers are very, very good at. They average almost 31 assists per game. That is something that obviously is going to lead to scoring. So I guess it's kind of points in a roundabout way. But at any rate, the way that Indiana shares the ball is really, really phenomenal. And I know that that's something that is going to really become a fit for a defense. And that's what the Hornets, unfortunately, have had issues with sometimes is the defensive end of the floor with some breakdowns. So just trying to cause a little bit of havoc where you can in those passing lanes and making sure that everything is buttoned up defensively is going to be a really, really tall task. But then again, we saw what the offense was capable of doing first week of the season. Unfortunately, it was with guys like Mark Williams and LaMelo Ball in the fold, but the potential is certainly there. And keep in mind too, I mean, the Hornets have also beaten teams like Boston and Minnesota this season. So the potential is certainly there. Indiana is another one of those teams that is maybe not as good defensively, but they can really blow the doors off when it comes to the offensive side of the floor and their shooting percentage. I mean, heck, they shot 54% from the field in that game against Sacramento on Friday, and they end up losing the contest because the Kings shot 58% from the field. So again, there's different factors that go into it, but I think the assist number is something that you're going to want to watch. Make them kind of try to play ISO ball, try to make sure that they don't beat you on those backdoor cuts and those open look and corner threes and death by a thousand paper cuts for lack of a better term as well. So the assist number is something that I'm going to keep an eye on tonight. I'm all also going to focus on defense and I'm going to look at points in the paint. I think to a certain extent, given the injuries, you almost have to pick your poison a little bit here. Indiana's an exceptional shooting team from distance. Got a lot of three-point threats on that squad. Halliburton healed, you know, so on and so forth. And this has been a Hornets philosophy most of the season. They do their best to take away the paint. You know, straight line drives. That was a big killer, quite frankly, against Oklahoma City. And you do open yourself up when you live by the three to die by the three to have an off shooting night and have it not work for Indiana that hasn't been often but I would rather take your chances having them have to make three-point shots than having easy looks at the basket so points in the paint going to be important Nick Richards has played very very well over the course of his tenure now as a starter which is almost two months long at this point here for Charlotte Uh, PJ Washington's got some size advantages on the inside against a lot of players Miles Bridges driving the lane Brandon Miller's found his mid-range game very successfully here over the last month or so. So points in the paint to me, if the Thunder knocked down 18, 23s, you tip your cap, say good game. But if you let them have 18 or 20 dunks, it's not going to be easy to take them down. We will have the game covered for you tomorrow with another recap edition of the HHC. And it'll be a game preview as well as the Hornets are on night one of a back-to-back tonight, hosting the Pacers night two tomorrow, hosting the Lakers. Tickets available for both at Hornets.com. Rob Longo, thanks as always for joining me here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks, Sam. Happy to have a couple home games on the horizon, too, as well. And we'll talk to you later tonight. Sounds like a plan. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.